Welcome to your daily affirmations. Repeat after me, working with others is easier than ever. I strive for perfect collaboration. Our teamwork keeps getting better. Yeah, affirmations are great, but Monday.com can really get you the teamwork you desire. Work together easily and share files, updates, data, and just about anything you want all in one platform. Affirm yes to start. Or tap the banner to go to Monday.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network, and I'd like to tell you that we have a new and improved website. It has two new features that we think you'll love. One of them is a vastly improved search engine so that when you type in keywords, you'll get a bunch of episodes really quick. The other is the ability to create a listener account. And in that listener account, you can save episodes for later listening. So you can create a kind of listening list. We think these features are neat and we think you'll enjoy them. Please visit the site today. Welcome to the New Books Network. In September, the Islamic world lost one of its great spiritual and religious leaders, Sheikh Yusuf al-Karadawi. In his 96 years, Al-Qaradawi was dedicated to explaining Islam, creating unity among Muslims, for charity, and so much more. However, today with Dr. Nessia Rubinstein-Shemer, we will explore his relationship with the State of Israel and with Judaism and Jews. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Islamic Studies, a channel in the New Books Network. I'm Yakir Englander, your host. Today we will be talking to Nessia Rubinstein-Shemer about her new book, Hamas and Ideology, Sheikh Yusuf Al-Karadawi on the Jews, Zionism, and Israel, written together with Dr. Shaul Bartal and published in English by Rotledge in 2018, and now also in Hebrew by the Pardes Publishing House. Sheikh Yusuf Al-Karadawi is regarded as the most influential contemporary Muslim religious figure. The subject of jihad in Palestine is a feature of Karadawi thought and is addressed frequently in his books. His views on Israel and the Jews shape those of many Muslims throughout the world. This book paints Al-Karadawi portrait within the context of the subject of the struggle for Palestine and assesses why he is committed to the Palestinian course. Furthermore, it compares the features of anti-Semitic writing with that of Karadawi in order to answer the question as to whether Karadawi teachings actually consist, constitute an expression of anti-Semitism. Our guest, Dr. Nessia Rubinstein-Shemer, is assistant professor in the Department of Middle Eastern Studies at Barilan University. Her research focuses on classical Islamic law and the relations between Islam and Judaism. Nessia, thank you so much for coming to the New Books Network. Thank and you. My first question for you is, as an Israeli um, scholar, can you share a little bit about your choice to write a book about um, the head of the Hamas, uh, which is a, a party and uh, a group 
that have a very complicated relationship with Israel and um, about the Sheikh Yusuf Karadawi. Uh, so I am a senior uh, lecturer at uh, Bar-Ilan University in the Department of uh, Middle Eastern Studies. And uh, my field of interest is Islam and uh, Sharia, which means Islamic law. Uh, one of my courses is called uh, Jews, Judaism, and Israel in the Eyes of Islam. When I built this course, I was naturally interested in Sheikh Yusuf al-Qaradawi's uh, view on this subject. And I noticed how much of his energy and time um, were devoted to, uh, to the subject of the Israeli-Palestinian uh, conflict. He wrote books, he wrote uh, sermons, fatwas about it. And on the other hand, in the academic world, there were many publications about him, but uh, not on this topic. So from here, the road to writing this book was uh, short. Uh, it was first published in English in 2018 by Rutledge under the name Islam and Ideology, Sheikh Yusuf al-Qaradawi on Jews, Judaism, and Israel. And now it has been published in Hebrew under the title, The Head of Hamas, uh, which means that uh, al-Qaradawi is the head of Hamas because he is their spiritual uh, leader. And if you read what Karadawi thinks about Jews, Judaism, and Israel, you can understand what Hamas thinks. Mm. Thank you so much. And before, he was also the head of the, like the, the imam or the influence, also in the time of uh, Sheikh Yassin. It, they were together before? No, Sheikh Yassin was the founder of Hamas. And as long as uh, Sheikh Yassin lived, he was the spiritual uh, leader of Hamas, and Hamas uh, followed his guidance. But uh, after Yassin's death, uh, Hamas looked for uh, other spiritual leader, and they uh, adopted Sheikh al-Qaradawi. And also when al-Qaradawi visited Gaza Strip in 2013, um, Ismail Haniya and took him directly to Yassin's house, and he gave uh, his uh, speech from there in order to emphasize that uh, now, after Yassin's death, Hamas sees al-Qaradawi as its uh, spiritual leader. Wow, fascinating. Um, so there is a, a saying that a person is, uh, you know, he's... His design or influence by the way how he was grow up. Um, I wonder if you can share a little bit about his teachers, um, and maybe um, I mean he experienced um, uh, the 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 Nakba or the independence right of Israel in 1948, and it's it's left probably trauma of many people. So I wonder if you can share a little bit about um, his teachers and their influence on him. Uh, Sheikh Qaradawi's outstanding teacher and mentor was Hassan al-Banna, the founder of the Muslim Brotherhood movement 
in Egypt. Uh, the Muslim Brotherhood aimed to strengthen the Islamic identity of the Muslims in Egypt and also to eliminate uh, British colonialism. Uh, already at a young age, Karadawi met Hassan al-Banna at uh, Al-Azhar in Cairo. Uh, Hassan al-Banna preached there. He had uh, great charisma and uh, Al-Qaradawi was uh, captivated by his charms. Mm -hmm. And from this event, he adopted him as his uh, guide, teacher, mentor. And one of the most important things um, uh, about Hassan al-Banna was that his dream was to uh, support the struggle uh, in Palestine, the struggle between Arabs and Jews. He was in close ties with um, the Mufti, Sheikh Khaj Amin al-Husseini, and he made many efforts to help the Arab struggle. For example, he collected money and weapons from people and sent them to Palestine, and he uh, established camps for uh, Egyptian youth in order that they will practice to prepare themselves to the great day of the war in Palestine in 1948. And in this war, Hassan al-Banna sent hundreds of volunteers to Palestine to fight there. Al-Qaradawi also wanted to go to Palestine and uh, he was part of those camps. But uh, unfortunately, he was uh, arrested by the Egyptian uh, police uh, but his best friend, Abdel Wahab al-Batanuni, went to fight in Palestine and uh, died there. So Al-Qaradawi's dream as a young man was to fight for Palestine, but he didn't manage to accomplish his dream. So afterwards, he dedicated all his life um, to support uh, Palestine in every mean he could. It's fascinating because it's created a connection between um, the the the, um, the conflict and also religion. And and I, I I want to I want to get help from you to understand it better. So the Sheikh Yusuf El Karadawi he he influenced very much. Um, the 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 Hamas. Can you share a little bit about um about this relationship, about the influence of the Sheikh on 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 the Hamas? What in his teachings? Um, like there, I'm sure I'm sure there are so many local imams in 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 Gaza and and also in in um in the West Bank that can influence Hamas local people. What in Sheikh Haradawi make the Hamas so much to listen to him? Uh, not only Hamas listened to him, Sheikh al-Karadawi is uh, considered the most uh, popular and influential uh, Muslim scholar of our generation. Mm. Uh, Bettina Graf uh, called him the global mufti. The global. Um, mm -hmm. the, yeah. Uh, Karadawi's support in Hamas uh, had uh, many uh, ways. For example, he supported them uh, financially. 
by uh, establishing uh, many organizations that uh, helped Hamas. Uh, El Karadawi um, is sitting uh, at uh, Qatar, and he um, uh, was able to engage the ruler of Qatar to help Gaza after every um, war with Israel. And he wrote many uh, books in favor of the uh, Palestinian struggles. For example, he wrote one book called the uh, Fatawa Min Ajli Palestine, uh, Fatwas for Palestine. Um, he wrote uh, a book of sermons dedicated to the Israeli-Palestinian uh, conflict, uh, and many, many fatwas uh, that dealt with uh, the issues of uh, Palestinians. Um, for example, what should a Palestinian prisoner uh, should do in Israeli prison, how he should uh, conduct his uh, um, um, religious uh, duties. Um, he also wrote about uh, sperm smuggles from Israeli prison to Palestinians, uh, Palestinian prison prisoners. Um, and dedicated, for example, fatwas to deal with the boycotts on uh, Israeli um, businesses uh, in Israel and also abroad. And he supported Hamas uh, morally uh, by uh, coming to Gaza in 2000, 2013, uh, encouraging them and supporting them in every mean he could. Wow. And does he also speak, is it like only the Israeli-Palestinian conflict that deeply moved him? Or is it true also about, um, I don't know, uh, other conflict between uh, Sunni and Shia or in, uh, in inside Syria? I mean, there are many conflicts. I mean, the Arab Spring happened and um, so many changes happen. Can you share a little bit about his views towards other conflicts inside um, um, Muslim countries? Uh, of course, uh, Al-Qaradawi didn't interest uh, only in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. And he was uh, the preacher of the Arab Spring. And he uh, encouraged the uh, rebellion in Syria um, regarding uh, Sunni and Shi'i Muslims, he, uh, on the contrary, he tried to reconcile them mm -hmm. and he tried to bring hearts together between uh, Sunni and Shia. Uh, for example, he established an uh, organization, the IUMS, International Union of Muslim Scholars. And in this organization, there are 90,000 Muslim scholars from all over the world. And there are also uh, Sunni and Shi'i scholars members in this uh, organization. Uh, in the second Lebanon war in 2006, he uh, openly supported Hezbollah uh, that was fighting against Israel. 
because even, as long, even that they are Shia, even that they are Shiites, because uh, as long as you fight against Israel, according to Kardawi, doesn't matter if you are a Sunni or a Shiite. Mm. So, so maybe I'm coming now to my biggest uh, questions, and uh, I, I really want to learn from you. When people speak about um, religion and politics. Um, I see many times two parties, one that blame religion for conflict when religion is inside. And they will say, you know, the conflict between Israel and uh, Palestine or the Arab wor world is more a conflict between uh, Islam and Judaism. Or some people say, no, 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 no. Religion is beautiful. Religion is about God. You know, it's so it's so um, it's pure in a way. And people use it, bad people, I, I do put, uh, they use religion for their politics. Yusuf uh, Al-Karadawi is, is, is fascinating because in a way he is so sensitive, right, to changes inside uh, the Islamic world. Um, he he care, as you said, he help, he supports the Arab Spring. And from the other side, when it comes to Israel, it sounds that he is very radical. Um, help me to understand it. Okay, so it is true that religious texts are uh, subject to political interpretation. Um, and uh, it is very much depends on who interprets them. Um, Islam is full of uh, diversity and different views and interpretations. And uh, if we take as an example uh, the Quranic attitude to the Jews, so it is true that it is mainly negative, but Sufi Muslims, for example, would place the conflict between Muhammad and the Jews in the seventh century when it happened. Sheikh al-Karadawi, on the other hand, will claim that the Israeli-Palestinian conflict actually stems from the historical conflict between Muhammad and the Jews. And this conflict stems from the uh, competition between Abraham's two sons, Isaac and Ishmael. So the same case can be interpreted uh, in many ways. Uh, as for uh, Sheikh al-Karadawi's uh, view, he saw himself as a religious religious authority of the, the generation for Muslims. So on one hand, he was willing to make many concessions in Islamic law if it benefited the Muslims. Uh, he saw himself as working in the service of Muslims. A uh, good example for this is the new doctrine he established in Islamic law called Fiqh al-Aqaliyat, Islamic law for Muslim minorities uh, in the West, which uh, includes many concessions in the Sharia for them. So, his harsh view against Israel stems from the fact that in Islamic view, Palestine is part of Dar al-Islam, which means the 
abode of Islam. That is a land that was conquered by Muslims and is therefore a Muslim territory. Um, another important thing is that the Al-Aqsa Mosque is located in Palestine, and the Al-Aqsa Mosque is the third holiest mosque in Islam. And Palestine is now occupied by Israel. So according to Islamic law, when the enemy conquers a Muslim territory, there is an obligation to, wear, to wage war against it. And this war includes everyone, men, women. So Al-Qaradawi invested all his energy in supporting this war because if it's financial support for Hamas or moral support, because he uh, serviced the Muslim and Love and hate are two opposite sides of the same coin. If he loved the Muslims so much, so it is natural that he would hate those that, in his view, harm them. So this is, in, in my uh, view, um, the explanation for this uh, uh, contradiction in his uh, character. I don't know about you, but I'm very busy and I don't have a lot of time to cook. That's why I subscribe to Factor. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. These are two-minute meals. Factor meals are ready to eat in heat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. They're flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math, and this is important. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash NBN50 and use code NBN50 to get 50% off. That's code NBN50 at factormeals.com slash nbn50 to get 50% off. Wow, thank you so much. Um, Nessia, you have um, a very fascinating chapter, the last chapter, number seven, focusing on, on the relationship between um, being against Zionism and anti-Semitism. And I wonder, I mean, today it's a big question in general, right? I mean, is critique on on against Zionism at all is an anti-Semitic thing? And um, I wonder if you can speak a little bit about how do you see this relationship? Okay, so um, Kadawi wrote many times that he's not against uh, Jews or Judaism as a religion. He explained that uh, Judaism and Islam are both monotheistic, Semitic religions uh, that are very close to each other and has uh, many similar commandments. And Jews lived under Islamic rule for hundreds of years. Um, he claimed that his opposition is against Zionism because Zionism founded the state of Israel on the ruins of the Palestinian people. Um, 
But in practice, when we examined his writings, we revealed that in most cases, he uh, didn't separate Judaism from Zionism. Mm -hmm. in, his, in his eyes, there is a hidden Zionist in every Jew, because he argues that the state of Israel um, can't exist if it doesn't have uh, support from Jews abroad. Mm. So um, as regard the anti-Semitic uh, characteristics in his writings, so uh, he claims that he is not anti-Semite, but all the characteristics of the new anti-Semitism are found in his writings. Um, the difference between classic anti-Semitism and new anti-Semitism is that in classic anti-Semitism, the object of hate is the Jew as an individual, while in the modern anti-Semitism, the object of hate is the state of Israel. Uh, but one of the most uh, interesting uh, chapters in the book deals with um, the admiration that Kardawi has uh, for Jews in Israel. On one hand, he hates them very much, but on the other hand, he thinks that Muslims should learn from them very much. Uh, things like uh, um, uh, modern values, like democracy and uh, unity and faith. He says, why the Jews are so successful and we Muslim aren't? Because the Jews uh, believe in their cause and uh, Jews uh, all over the world support uh, Israel and invest money. And where are the Muslims? If we compare this to uh, Muslims all over the world, where is the support of rich Arab countries in the Palestinian struggle? Um, Jews established Israel, and Israel is now a very advanced country uh, in uh, technology and um, produces and invents many uh, new things. And Muslims, uh, they have a lot of money, so they can uh, buy everything they need, but where is their creativity? Uh, where, why uh, don't they also invest in uh, knowledge and learning and science like the Jews? Fascinating that this is coming from him, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, Nessia, I have a um, very personal question about him. Um, what kind of a person Sheikh El Karadawi was? Like, what's from your, I'm sure you, you listened to him and, and read about him. What kind of a daily person he was? What was his character? Was he like nice, gentle, very harsh? Because on the one hand, you share how sensitive he is. On the other hand, he is so critique on Israel and in a way maybe on Jews, as you said. What he was? He was like a merciful father to Muslims. Wow. And the worst enemy for Jews, for Israelis. It's fascinating. Yeah, but it, it it's very understandable. 
because he dedicated his life to help Muslims and support them and make life easier for them. Uh, but he he couldn't stand away and see how his Muslim brothers in Palestine suffer. I so it, I see it very natural. Did he ever, do you know if he ever met with Jews or had dialogue with rabbis? Yes, the only Jews he uh, was willing to meet were Natura Carta Jews. Which is they a are... very anti-Zionist, um, ultra-Orthodox, right? Ultra-Orthodox anti-Zionist uh, group of Jews. And he was willing to meet only with them because wow. anti-Zionism uh, is common within them. Uh, but, uh, for example, when uh, Sheikh Al-Azhar met with uh, Chief Rabbi uh, Israel Lau, he, uh, Yusuf Al-Qadawi, wrote a very long fatwa about this and uh, condemned it, how the Sheikh of Al-Azhar meets uh, an Israeli Jewish rabbi. Wow. And last question, uh, Nessia. He passed away, I mean, just now in September, right? Yes. And what will happen in the day after his death? Like, do, does he have strong students? Where we are now, where the Hamas um, are, is going to go without him? So um, there is there is no Muslim scholar uh, like Sheikh Yusuf al-Qadawi uh, today. Um, among his uh, organization, there there is uh, there are many students of him from his uh, peers, like uh, Sheikh Ahmed al Raisuni. Uh, who was his uh, successor in the he was the president of of, of this uh, organization after uh, al qaradawi retired and uh, many many other scholars but no one has written uh, the amount of books and articles he wrote uh, no one has uh, his uh, status and uh, I think that Islamic world is uh, very much uh, often after his death. Wow. Nessia, thank you so much for coming to the New Books Network. It was a gift to learn from you. Thank you very much for this interview. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.